This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. episode 345 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want either of us to end up killing each other. But we're running out of alternatives. Perhaps it all hinges on tonight. I don't know what it was that bent your life out of shape. But maybe I've been there too. Maybe we could work together. I could rehabilitate you. You don't need to be alone. We don't have to kill each other. Let me help you. Nice. As, as Ian walks around the dining room, getting <laughs> giving himself some, clean up some some loogie there. Nah, it's not what it is. <laughs> a loogie. <laughs> some sort of. Those sort of lewd blood drippings. Yeah, <laughs> the sacrifice on this coming table. from the ceiling. Of yeah, of course, of course. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm good. That was from Batman: A Killing Joke. Okay. Yeah. Just so I know you were concerned. I can see it in your eyes. You're like, what the fuck was that from? <laughs> Who's killing who? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm good. How you been? Tired. Big yawn. Yeah. Big yawn earlier. I was, uh, it's been a long week. Yeah. Because I worked uh, New Year's Day. Yeah. And, uh, so, I think I went to bed at 12.05. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, yeah, went to bed at like 12.05, had to get up at 4.30. And worked a long day. Yeah. Came home and slept. I pretty much passed out as soon as I got home. I was just beat that I had to go to, you know, of course, work the next day. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was a long week. Yeah, like, and it's like, Ugh. especially if you work the holiday. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, but um, it's 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 one of those oddball things, like when you have like Christmas and New Year's in the middle of the week, how it seems to like throw everything just out of fucking whack. Yeah, especially if you're working working long hours. Yeah, you know, and then I had to end Friday with a twelve hour. Yeah, which was just like yeah, brutal. I don't usually work twelve hours. Right, and uh, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, so. well, I mean, my my company is you know, January is is a busy time uh-huh. where I work, so they institute mandatory overtime for the month of January um, to handle the call volume, and so like. You know, New Year's Day was dead. Like, New Year's Day, I stole money. Yeah. I did nothing. Like, my productivity was zero. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I stole money that day, which is great, because it was time and a half plus holiday pay, so it's like double time and a half. Yeah. Um, but 
then you get to January 2nd, and they institute this mandatory overtime. So I'm, I was in there from 11 to 1, and then my usual 1.30 to 10 shift. And I haven't worked overtime in a while. Like I, I, 20, 2019 was the year I, I, I burned myself out mm-hmm. at work and had to like step back from the overtime. Mm-hmm. Like I could have used the money, but I was able to survive without working the OT. Yeah. But I need to get back to working overtime because I, I can use the scratch, yeah. <laughs> you know. But so, like, it's been a while since I've worked that overtime. And even, like, just, like, two hours was just, like, holy shit. You know, what am I doing here? That's the way I felt on that yeah. 12 because yeah. I don't work 12s. Yeah. I usually just work 10-hour shifts. Yeah. I know. Well, so what's an extra two hours? It's, like, well, it's a know, big difference. It's a huge difference, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I was whooped. I'm still whooped. I I'm still recouping. And the, the worst yeah. part is like I'm a dumbass, and I'm a dumbass because so New Year's Day was the the first episode like that. That's a Wednesday, and you know after a two week after being off for two weeks, AEW Dynamite was back on, and it was a big big event. Like they were doing this down in Jacksonville, and like. Yeah, you know, when I got home from work, I had the watch. Yeah. So I was up until 1.30, 2 o'clock Wednesday. I had to get up at 8.15 uh-huh. on Thursday, you know. And then on, oh, jeez, rogue. <laughs> and then the same thing like on Friday. Like I'm getting up at 8.15 and it's just like, I'm just dragging my ass out of bed. And, oh, yeah. And then today, today's even worse because... I had to take Nancy's car in for an inspection uh-huh. in an oil change. So I left my apartment. Like I got up at, again at 8.15, leaving, leaving the house at 9 to go get the inspection and the oil change done. And so like like three days in a row like of, of minimal sleep. Yeah. Like five, six hours tops. Right, right. And I am just like, tonight, when I go home and go to bed, I, I, t- I told Nancy already, I'm like, just let me fucking sleep. Yeah. You know, I need to I need to regenerate the battery. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I was it's just one of those I don't know. Yeah. It happens every once in a while, but I at twelve hour, I was done. Yeah. I I uh Yeah, yesterday I was just I was done. Yeah. Came home and just passed out. I oh, I'm sure. Couldn't do anything. Yeah. And today I was up. Around 10 and then off to the races, you know, I had the girls all day, breathing yeah. to get to work, and so I was just running around with the girls all day today, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's kind of what it was for me, too. Like, it's, like, weird. Like, so, I mean, by the time the, the car got inspected and everything, I got home. Well, I, on my way home, Nancy calls me. She's like, well, for doing this for me, I want to make you a nice big brunch. So <laughs> can you stop and pick up bacon and sausage? A giant eagle. I'm like, oh, okay, fine, sure, no problem. Mm-hmm. So, like, by the time I got home, by the time she cooked this all up, yeah. ate, and we cleaned up, it was like one thirty, and you know we had to leave at two thirty to go to because we went to go see uh, Star Wars again today. Mm-hmm. So we're leaving at two thirty ish, two thirty yeah. quarter to three, because the movie started at three twenty five, and. You know, so like it, it was the same thing with me. Like I felt like I've been, I feel like I've been on the run all day. Like you know, we went to the movie theater, we saw the movie, we went to Red Robin for dinner, 
We came home. I got to sit on the couch for about an hour. I had to get up and come over here. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I, I'm a, I, I understand where you're coming from because I feel like I've been kind of on the run all day, too. Even though I was doing fun stuff, I've just, for the most part, yeah. it's like the constant motion. Like, yeah. Fuck, I just... And tomorrow, I know Nancy's got plans. I know she's going to, because she's off this weekend. So it's like, I know tomorrow is going to be like, a, not going to be a day of rest. Like, <laughs> you know, I want to go downstairs. I, I want to I start my laundry. I want to lay down on the couch. I want to turn on a football game and sleep through that football game. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what, I, those are my plans for tomorrow. And I know that's not going to happen. I know Nancy's going to be like, this chair is wobbly. Can you get the pliers and fix it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did that with uh, today. I did that. I had like an hour. Yeah, and I was like, I need to rest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I just need to take a small nap. And I, uh, I had absolute uh, exactly one hour. Yeah. Um. So I put on uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And just vegged it out and then fell asleep. That's how you do it. Yeah, so I feel like this is the first time I've sat down. Yeah. Since, uh, sorry, since day before New Year's. Um, They even were out one night and they said, What do you want? You know, we're going out. We're going to stop by Taco, though. Mm -hmm. I was like, What do you want? I was like, All right, gave my order what I wanted. Yeah. I was asleep by the time everybody came out. I yeah. didn't need it. Oh, yeah. I was like, woke yeah. up at 12.30. I'm like, fuck, I got to get back to bed. <laughs> yeah. To get up in four hours. Yeah. You know? It's just been crazy. Yeah. So anyway, moving forward. Yeah. Well, I want to make a confession. Huh. This is, I mean, from a, from a Pittsburgh nerd standpoint, this is going to be scandalous. Okay. Um... I've, I've, I've mentioned before, one of the things I like to do is I like to watch TV. I like to play a football game on my PSP. Uh-huh. Well, since just before the move, my PSP broke. Okay. And I've been looking at buying another one, but they're all used, and which is fine. But, you know, like, it's still a popular system yeah. for some reason. And so it's not like... That cheap, like you think, like you pick one of these up for like 30, 40 bucks, yeah. and they're like a hundred, a hundred and twenty. Yeah, like you. So it's like I'm like sitting there thinking to myself, like, fuck, can I justify dropping another hundred and twenty bucks on another PSP? Yeah, you know, I don't know, you know. And but I've been Jones in the play some football. Mm. Like it's it's like been an itch. So I. uh I fired up the old PS3 <laughs> and put in Madden 10. <laughs> really? Yeah. And uh, I've been playing, like, for the past couple weeks, I've been playing, like, two games a week. Doesn't Nancy have a PS4? She does, yeah. So why don't you just borrow that? Yeah, it's up in the bedroom, and I don't have any games for it. I don't have a Madden game for it. Uh. I'm not going to go buy a Madden game for it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've had this. It isn't compatible? The two systems aren't compatible, the three and the four? I got the three downstairs. The the four is up in her bedroom, and she uses that to access, like, Disney Plus and everything. So it's got to stay up there. Yeah. But, you know, so here here I am, and I'm I'm feeling guilty about it, because, like, for the past two, three weeks, 
I've been playing Madden football on my PlayStation 3. Yeah. And, you know, after the edict of, you know, I don't play video games anymore. But Madden's not really a video game. No. No. <laughs> like, if I was, like, and here's the problem. Like, again, like, I don't want to sink in. Because, like, again, like, you say, like, bring that PlayStation 4. You know, hook that bad boy up. Well, the next thing I know, I'm playing a fucking Spider-Man game. And it's like, it takes over my life. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I become obsessed with shit like that. And, like, I'm playing, like, three, four hours a night. Yeah. You know, just because it's what I want to do. And, and that's not good for me. So, like, you know, one one or two games of Madden a week se- seems to satisfy whatever. <laughs> Speaking of Great. games, I, I got Fallen Order. I saw that on the other uh, TV screen for now, Christmas. So I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, it's not bad. I've heard it's like a phenomenal game. Like you're like, yeah, it's not bad. I've heard it's like phenomenal. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's good. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's how do I put this? I like the game. Yeah. And I like the action of the game. Yeah. I. It's almost too puzzly for me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's not that I don't like it, but I don't, I'm not raving about it. Okay. I like more action in my games. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. Um, so, it's sort of like, you know, hey, I just killed seven stormtroopers. Now, I just get to walk around for a while. Yeah. And look for things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I want like stormtroopers every three minutes. Yeah, you know, right. I want fights every three minutes. Um, so, like the Force Unleashed is a better game for you than yeah, I think just than this one because just it's, it's, so, it's so story based and yeah, there's more to it than just plowing through stormtroopers as you're going along. What do you mean? No, I like plowing through. I know. I mean, like like the Force Awakens. Or the Force Unleashed, yeah, is is very much a a button masher of a yeah. you know on this we're, we're, you're almost on a track as you're going along you gotta jump here jump there but it's just nothing but like killing shit the entire way through yeah. to you get the boss level yeah yeah now the storyline's good in this yeah. I like the storyline and I like the you know way it looks and everything like that it's just mm-hmm. I'm finding myself getting bored yeah you know what I mean like I just want to finish it now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, and don't get me wrong, I like to explore and everything, but geez, yeah, the exploration just gets kind of tedious after a while. Yeah, I've been here, and now I have to go here, I have to go to this planet, now I have to go back to this planet because I got this piece. Now yeah. I have to go, yeah, it's just kind of like that. But I, you know, I do like the game, and graphically, it's phenomenal. Yeah, um, and I also started playing Cuphead. Yeah. Uh, we downloaded that. That is a fucking hard game. Still, I've heard. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it is hard. And we're playing two players on it. Bree and I were—we can't even get past the first level. Yeah. Um, and we're trying. Yeah. You know, but it is hard game. Really hard game. Yeah. But graphically, I love it. Yeah. The way it looks. Yeah. Right. It's fucking awesome. But uh, it's like Super Mario Brothers on cocaine. Yeah. 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. it's yeah. like, what the fuck? It's almost like you have to memorize the boards. Yeah. Um, you know, and I haven't done that trick in a long time. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like... Yeah, I don't have that kind of RAM storage anymore. No, I, I don't think I do. I mean, like, my reflexes are good on the remote. Yeah. It's just that... I, yeah, I, that, I, I that, don't know. Like that whole three steps, duck, jump here, you know. Like, it's almost like it's how you have to do it. Yeah. And I thought I'd get used to it. And we're playing two-player, and Bree said, it might be easier with one player. Um, and she's probably right. Yeah. You know, because you have to worry about saving the other player. Right. You know, when they die and start, you know, they turn into a ghost and go up, you can save them by by hitting them. Mm. You know what I mean? And then they and they revive. At first, I thought, well, maybe that's the trick. You know what I mean? Is to keep reviving to get to the end to keep reviving, you know? Mm-hmm. But you almost have to be playing in sync. Mm-hmm. So where you're near each other. Right. So when you do die, because you don't have time to make it to, right. you know, so it's... Right. It's a really fucking hard game. Yeah. Like, I'll probably play it tonight when you leave. Yeah. Just because I got to get past that first level. Right. So, I mean, like, it's addictive in that sense. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's a fun game. Like, I actually put down the Force... Or yeah, the Fallen Order. The Fallen Order for a while to play Cuphead. Yeah. So, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to play this for a while. I need a break. Yeah. This is too intense. It just well, it's I don't know. I just I was all geeked when it when I started playing. I was like, oh, that's badass, you know. And I could build my saber, and you could do different things. And there's a couple puzzles that I thought were really cool, you know, within the you know whole thing. But it's like a lot of times you're because I'm not using a guide with it or anything. Right. So I mean, like a lot of times you're just kind of walking around. Yeah. That gets old. <clears throat> oh, yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And I also don't like the fact that I don't have a double jump in this, which irritates me. Yeah. I don't know why, but... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I think that, you know, it's so weird because I, I, I don't play that much. But yeah. I like the double jump feature. Right. I like that jump and then yeah. jump. And this is just... <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I like that being able to flip. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. That little extra oomph. Maybe I'm just so used to Bayonetta and games like Bayonetta that yeah. I'm just, that's what I want. Yeah. You know? Like, you know? Can you, oh, yeah. Can you swing the saber when you jump? No. You're just jumping. Yeah. Well, I'm trying, I mean, like, because like, the games like I, I like, like. Like God of War and stuff like that. Well, like, I, I look at, like, you know, Mass Effect or um, Uncharted. They didn't have a double jump. Yeah. No, you're just one jump. That's all you got. You better fucking make it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, and a lot of times I didn't, and you're like, mother fuck. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, even like um, Metal Gear Solid, like, there's no double jump on that. You know? Yeah. And then they, I got stuck on this one part for like an hour. Uh, and I'm like, how do I get out of here? And I'm trying these different moves, and da 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 da. Yeah. Turns out I just wasn't doing it exactly. The right. I had to order. do a. I had to do a force slow on something that I just wasn't hitting right. Right. And I got so pissed off. And That's I'm like, annoying. And I'm like, fuck! You gotta be fucking kidding me! I force slow this whole goddamn room, and I didn't hit that one pinpoint. And that's what I had to pinpoint. Yeah. Um, but anyway, 
But what I do like is um, you have a droid with you, yeah. which I think is really cool. Yeah. And uh, I thought I, I like the droid aspect. Yeah. He's like sort of like your buddy companion through the whole thing. He kind of sits on your shoulder. Yeah. Um, which I really like. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, they... Uh, they, uh, you, um, what am I trying to say? Like, he opens doors. Yeah. He does scans. Yeah. Um, he carries your health. So, yeah. when you want an extra health, yeah, he fucking flips it up and you catch it. Okay. Uh, he also does, um, um, another cool feature about the droid is, um, when you're stuck in a puzzle, you can ask you can ask the droid for help. Yeah, you know, you go down and it'll, it'll give you hints. Right on that level, so yeah. I, I like that part. Too. That's cool. Not the day I was stuck for an hour. Yeah, he was just all he was saying was, "How you doing?" <laughs> like, or he, he, you know, the the character would ask the droid how he was doing or you doing okay back there. Yeah, give me a hint, something. So, but anyway. And there's also a couple other parts that I don't like about it. I come to think about it. Have you ever gone into games where you had to slide down ice? Oh, yeah. Or an oil slick or yeah. something. Yeah. Something where you're sliding. Mm-hmm. Almost like um, like a snowboard type of thing. Yeah. You know? It's so jerky that it's hard to control the slide. Yeah. And I, I found that kind of a weak weak point in the game. Yeah. Like you have to slide and then you have to jump onto a vine and then take the vine over and then hit another slide. Yeah. Ice slide. And I, I need to pray. You're like, what the fuck is he talking about? But I'm just picturing like Tarzan, like the, the Disney version of Tarzan. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you're sliding down ice and then there's yeah. a gap and you have to jump off the ice onto a vine, swing off the vine and then hit another ice path. Yeah. And that was, it's really jerky to, yeah. like, I, about 30 times I just fell off the side of the thing because I couldn't, I couldn't slow down enough. Yeah. And you have to almost turn yourself backwards on corners. It just, I didn't like yeah. that. I, I thought that could have been a lot better. Right. But, uh, anyway, so there's my bitch. There you go. So I, I'm sure everyone's like, Are you, he's fucking nuts, but. Yeah. It's just not my preferred platform, I guess. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Like Cuphead. <laughs> but, I mean... But, so... Okay. So, then, I, mean, I mean, if you're ready to move on. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm okay. past okay. fucking yeah. fallen order. So, I read this story, and this is from New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. All right. And actress Gabrielle Union... Okay. Who's married to NBA legend Dwayne Wade. Okay. Apparently, you know, smartly on New Year's Eve, took an Uber home. Okay. Which, okay, you know, great. You you, you were responsible. You may have had a little too much to drink. Or you are planning on having too much to drink, and you say you, you made sure you had a ride home. Fantastic. Good job. Mm. However, her reward for this is the Uber driver apparently... When they dropped, when the Uber driver dropped off, asked if he could use their bathroom. Okay. Dude dropped a deuce. Nah. In there for 20 fucking minutes, she says. 
Nice. Like. <laughs> the steamer. <laughs> yeah. Like, holy hell. Like, so. Uh, let me re- get to pull this story off. So, um. I'm pleased we clearly have have a home and available reading materials at Screams. Come in, get comfortable, and drop the kids off at the pool, she tweeted. Welcome to 2020, folks. Like, I, I can't imagine, like, I, further, here's one more reason why I never, ever want to take an Uber. Um, it just, this just sounds awful. But, <laughs> like... What like what level of audacity do you have to have to say like I I need to take a shit in your home like really I don't, I don't know like I can't imagine like 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 I I, I there was a time where I did I drove a wheelchair van uh-huh. you know for a period of time and like. Never once did I ever like, like say like somebody, hey, this is I dropped you off here at your house. Mind if I, uh, you know, use your facilities? Like, I'll go to. I would find a McDonald's. I would find like a, a, any sort of restaurant, any, any like a gas station, like any place else. Like if I had to go to the bathroom, it's like okay, I'm gonna get you out of my vehicle and I'm going to find some place to take care of business. Yeah. You know, never once did I have this uh, level of audacity, like with a regular, let alone a Gabrielle Union. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine, like, dude being like, hey, um, you mind if I use your bathroom? Yeah. And then going up there, like, yo, and dropping the steamer. Yeah. But why would you even let him in? Yeah. That's the other side of it. It's like, you don't know what you got coming in the hostel. Like, I mean, it's bad enough you have taken an Uber. Like, that, that you're, like, entrusting yourself to some complete and total stranger who's unlicensed at anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, already, in my opinion, you've taken your life in your own hands already. So, sure, why not? Why the fuck? Come on, come on in, stranger. Come into my home, my multi-million dollar home, and you use our, our, our bathroom. Yeah. You know. Oh, you're taking a deuce. By all means. <laughs> Need more paper? Yeah. <laughs> You need something to read other than what we got there? Yeah, I don't know. I it's just it's I mean it's a funny story, but it's like it's one of those things where like I just can't imagine the level of just pure audacity somebody has to have to be able to, to do that. Right. Like I took a shit before I came over here. <laughs> You know, I mean, the last time I dropped a deuce in your home, your daughter <laughs> damn near died. <laughs> right. That was awful. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Poor little Elliot walked in after me and fell over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her eyes rolled. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet child of summer, I'm sorry. That isn't my dad's stink. <laughs> no, not at all. This is much worse. It's stranger stink. <laughs> Uncle Sean, you need to see a doctor. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I'm, it, it, it is one more one of the, one more of those things that like I just kind of look at and I say, man, people are surprising. I just can't believe somebody would do that. Right. You know, just 
So uh, this is this is a story for you, my friend. I found this and I held on to this because I wanted you to talk to you about it. Okay. But were you aware that there is going to be a theatrically released Impractical Jokers movie? Yeah. Did you see the trailer? For yeah, it? yeah. Okay. Is this something that you're excited for? Yeah, I'd watch it. Okay, you're like, yeah. you're gonna pay good money to see this in a the theater. Yeah, problem. Okay, I, I like I like all the guys. I know you do. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think they're funny as fuck. I mean, I'll freely admit I've paid to see a couple of jackass movies in a theater. Yeah, like you know, I thought it was funny. I damn near gagged a couple of times. Yeah, I, you yeah. Know, I had a little bit of bow in my. The back of my throat, yeah, you know, but that's jackass. I mean, Practical Joker is clearly, yeah, but it's all the <laughs> the situations that those guys put themselves in is just fucking hilarious, right? I, I I understand that, but I mean, it's and just so it's, it's, I don't mind it, right? So I, my my point is like I understand like the like wanting to go see something like this in a theater, like because I've done it with jackass is my is the point I'm trying to make, yeah, but like so, but it is something that, like you would rush out. I'm, I'm not gonna say rush out, but like. You'll, you'll... I'll see it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe not opening weekend. No. No, but I'll see the movie. Right. I mean, I went and saw him. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> Paints. So, I mean, like... Or whatever yeah. it's called now. But, um... Yeah. I'd see it. Okay. Yeah. I just... I fucking love... I love the situations that they put themselves in. Right. And so that's what makes me laugh so hard during the... And then their reactions behind screen. Right. Especially Sal's. But I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I love the show. I do. Okay. No, I, yeah. I mean, I, that's fine. I'm not judging you on that. Yeah. I just... For, I thought it was really interesting that they're making a, a motion picture. Yeah. You know, and, you know... Like that's the first thing I found. Like I'm I, sure it doesn't. It, it I'm sure it didn't cost that much money. No, I'm sure it didn't either. I mean, if it, if it had like a, a two million dollar budget, I'd be shocked. Mm. Um, which is nothing, you know. But I mean, the other but the other side of that is, it, it, I I was just surprised that their level of popularity is such that they that they could put out a movie. Yeah, I'm sure I they guess. were like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, I know they have a, a decent following, and I'm and I'm sure it'll make its money, right? You know, like I mean, this is something where if it makes ten million dollars on a two million dollar budget, it's one of the most profitable films ever. Yeah, I'm you know sure. what I mean. Bree just passed the level. Anyways. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what she was giving. Me. Yeah, the thumbs ups. Okay, so like I mean, I, but it's still like it's just surprising because like you don't. Unless you're really looking for it, I guess, or maybe it's just the circles I've, I run in. Mm -hmm. I don't hear much about them. Oh, in Practical Joker? Yeah, I haven't heard much on them lately. Yeah, but I've also cut the cord on my TV, so I don't know. Right, right. You know what I mean? I can't even remember what channel they were on. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. I have to. I, I'm sure we because we watched episodes. So that True TV. Oh, is it? Yeah, true. Anyway. Yeah. So this is something that has you a little little giddy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because the shit that they do to right. each other is fucking. Yeah. I mean, it's not jackass level. No, by no, any no, means. I, I, I wasn't. I didn't mean to compare it to that. But the I'm public just... embarrassment factor of the yeah. show is just like incredible. Right. <laughs> now, I, I my next question: do, Does it need? Does it even need a plot? 
Nah. No. Well, I mean, to throw it into a movie form, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, it's going to be a silly plot. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 apparently the narrative is that they've been invited to a, a party at, with, with Paula Abdul, <laughs> and they only have three tickets yeah. for the four of them. Yeah. So as they're traveling down to Miami, they're conducting these contests like that you would, they would normally do on their TV show. All right. To see who gets to go to the concert. All right. You know. So that that's there's your narrative. Yeah, <laughs> so but that's, that's all that it needs. That's all that it needs, right? Yeah, it's basic. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking funny. Yeah. I mean, I, I I mean, I I just found it interesting that they're doing a movie, and I wanted to get your like, with your opinion, like, oh, this is gonna, this is goofy. I don't know why they're doing this, or but you apparently seem very, very excited for it. Yeah, because it's stuff that I haven't seen by them, and right. new stuff that they're doing on the road and different cities, and right. That's what the only that's the thing that you know gets me that always worried me about the show is like, not that they've got become so popular, you almost have to go into a huge city. You know, where people right. don't recognize you. Right. You know what I mean? Because most of their stunts are performed on strangers. Right. That's what makes it so funny. Right. But there's a time where people are going to know, hey, that's, you know, that's fucking Sal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, anyway. There's only so many stunts you can pull at your local Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah. So. I watched a movie, by the way. Oh, you did? Okay. The Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay, I've heard I've heard about this. This is the uh, the Shia LaBeouf vehicle yeah. where he's taking the uh, the mentally challenged young man to go. Yeah, keep it down syndrome. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. I've heard it was very good. I mean, like it's really good. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed by him. Yeah. And the kid that played the, you know, uh, peanut butter falcon. I mean, yeah. that that kid was amazing. Was yeah. A, Kid with Down syndrome and acting like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it also had Thomas Hayden Church in it at yeah. one point, which I love. Thomas Hayden Church. I like I like Thomas Hayden Church a lot. Yeah, he plays an ex wrestler. Yeah, okay. and, and it's perfect. Yeah, he's got it perfect. And there was some other wrestlers. Yeah, in there too, which I got. Yeah, nobody else did. Yeah, but I got it. Yeah, it was. It was Jake the Snake, or was it Jake the Snake? I thought he was dead. No, Jake's not dead. I know, but I thought he was. And yeah. that's what made me question whether it was Jake the Snake. Yeah. I'm like, is that Jake the Snake Roberts? I mean, he's old. But he's rehabilitated. Yeah. Via DDP yoga. Oh, uh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Like, there was a, there's a documentary. I think it's called The Redemption of Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh-huh. And it's all about Diamond Dallas Page setting up shop in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Moving to Atlanta to move in with Jake Roberts and rehabilitate him. Yeah. And you know, I mean that, that part of that was getting him off of booze and drugs and you know, rehabilitating his body via yoga. Oh yeah. Like it's it I mean the, the sad part of it part part of the documentary is it's very much a a sell job for DDP yoga. Yeah. Because it's a very big part of what the his rehabilitation is, but um, it's still an amazing story though to watch. Yeah. Despite that, like, like Diamond Dallas Page, like putting everything on the line in a way to make 
to, to rehabilitate Jake Roberts. Yeah, yeah. It was very interesting. Like, I, I, mean, I would highly recommend it. It's, it. If you're a wrestling fan, it was a, it was a great watch. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it, the way it ends and everything, it, it, it was just really well done. Yeah. I, I was, I was very impressed with it. So like to hear that, like he's like in a movie like that, it's like, makes me feel good. Cause he's still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But it was good. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there was a couple other wrestlers there yeah. that I didn't recognize. Yeah. You know, but, um, I mean, it wasn't like a huge wrestling event or anything. Yeah. They were just in the movie and yeah. in this spot, but, um, it was an excellent film. Yeah. I was like, wow. You know, he's kind of, he's kind of grooving around in this independent world. Right. Um, and the kid's a good actor, man. So I mean, I, he could be get crazy as fuck sometimes, which he did. He went through that crazy stage. Well, I mean, that's the one thing that dra- drove you nuts <clears throat> about Shia LaBeouf is the fact that the dude can't actually act. Yeah. Like I mean, you go back to like Holes and, and you know his stuff when he was younger. Before, like, even in Transformers, he wasn't bad. No, like he wasn't like you looked at those Transformers movies, you didn't say, "Well, oh boy." The booth mailed it in. Yeah, you know, I mean, they were what they were, but I mean, they were what they were because you had Michael Bay writing and directing it. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, you know, so it's like one of those deals where, like, you, you just kind of say, like, you know, you, you thought he was going to go down a path where you, he doesn't come back, and I'm hoping this is kind of like he's like with this movie, Peanut Butter Falcon. He had another one that came out this year. Like I, you're hoping it's kind of like this is the rebirth of Shia LaBeouf as a quality actor again, kind yeah, of, you, a, a la like a, a Donny Jr. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have to, I, I give it like four stars there. I mean, I, yeah. it was just a really good film. He plays a backwoods crab fisherman in Georgia, I yeah. guess on the Georgia coast. Yeah. Um, but it's his interactions with this kid and life in general, and yeah, it was, it was a good film. Yeah. He was also good in that Tom Hardy film too. Yeah. About the booze running. Yeah. 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 I mean, he was good in the the, the tank movie Fury. Yeah. I mean, he was good in that. I mean, he, he you you look at him. The guy he's can a, act. The guy can act. Like I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's just you know he, you know, he, he went a little crazy. Yeah. Well, look at what look at Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. He yeah. went off. He went off the fucking deep end. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Look at Randy Quaid for Christ. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> I will say that like Joaquin Phoenix may still be off the deep end. Yeah. You know, and we all know Randy Quaid is. You know, way <laughs> off the deep end. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, you're right. Like, I mean, you know, you. It's just it's a matter of like with him, it was like socially unacceptable. Like Joaquin Phoenix was still like socially acceptable, even though he's batshit crazy. Yeah. Like you know, Shia LaBeouf was like, oh, we we can't have you around. You know, you need to go to the mountains for a while. <laughs> yeah, you need you need to find yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, you know. But you know, so uh, yeah, I, I'm glad you saw it. I mean, I, it did look like a very interesting film. I, I, it was like one of those ones like I thought about, like well, maybe if I ever catch it on like Netflix or something, maybe I'll sit down and watch it. I think that's where we watched it. Yeah, but it's like I said, it's really good. Yeah. Um, I not that I had reservations. I just didn't know if I was in the mood for a movie like that. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to be in the mood for an independent type film. Or, yeah. 
or what's going on. But um, this kind of had a little bit more of a different, I guess, a different feel, you know? Yeah. Um, and his acting was just so on yeah. as far as playing this person. And that's the thing that I notice about this guy is <clears throat> he's not a one-trick pony. I mean, he... You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you look at Nick Cage, seriously. Yeah, I mean, Nick Cage is just playing Nick Cage, different versions of Nick Cage. <laughs> Correct. You know. When when he... When Shiloh goes into a movie, he... He becomes that character. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not different versions of Shiloh. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Not yeah. different no, versions, right. but it's... Yeah. He completely involves himself into the character, right? Um, whether he's playing a rum runner in the Tennessee mountains, or he's playing a Georgia fisherman on the right. coast, yeah. You know, no, I mean, I he gets into that character, yeah. So, um, yeah, I I really highly recommend it. It's kind of a feel good movie, yeah, in a sense, but it is. You just have to watch it, yeah. It's a yeah. movie you need to watch. Okay. Just from just from the Thomas Hayden Church aspect. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we bought a zoo. Mm-hmm. Great. Because it had Thomas Hayden Church in it. Yeah. Like I mean, I yeah. just I'm drawn to this guy as an actor. Like I'll watch anything this guy's in. Yeah. I will. Like the only Even just for like fifteen minutes, I'll watch Thomas yeah. Hayden Church in a film. Like the only thing I haven't been able to bring myself to watch is show on HBO he has divorced because it's him and Sarah Jessica Parker I know and I like that show do you well I I think I watched the first season yeah but like, I never went back to it like I, I hate I, I can't stand Sarah Jessica Parker I so much I, I hate her so bad and I thought the same thing when yeah. we were when she was watching it <laughs> and uh, I was like I don't know I was like I, I can't stand her yeah or I don't know if maybe I think I went on beyond her yeah. and watched it. I can't remember. Um, but you're right. I yeah. don't like her at all. And for some reason, like it kind of went away a little bit in this yeah. show. Yeah, because you just you love Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, because he's just yeah. so fucking good. Yeah, he's a really good actor. He, he's a he's like he's one of those underrated guys that kind of goes under the radar. He's always working. You know, yeah. and sometimes he'll get like a a little bump, and then he'll kind of go back to just doing what he does. You should you know. see him in this. Yeah, yeah, like he he's all into the role. Yeah, ex wrestler. You know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember if we touched on it last week, but you finished Lost in Space. I finished it this week. Okay. Oh god! Oh man, is it good, dude? Holy shit! This was better than season one. It was. Yeah. Like, and I didn't even realize like it was like the end. Like it was like moving along at such a brisk pace. I'm like, fuck, is this over? Yeah, I binged one day. I th- I, know, I know the whole fam was about to kill me. Yeah. But I just kept watching it, watching it. It was just, it was just so good. Yeah. Hey, I, I just, I have no words. It's an impressive piece of television, in my opinion. Like, I mean, it's really well done. Yeah. Like, I, I can't... 
Like I'm so, I feel so fortunate right now because there are two science fiction shows that I really, really love right now. Yeah. And they're really good. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's not like, I don't know. I I can't, I can't describe it. And they're very different from each other. Oh yeah. Like this is very different from Discovery. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's still, it's well done science fiction. Very well done. Yeah. Like it's real smart. Yeah. 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 I just loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just find it amazing that I, I just I just kept getting into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um you just you just fall in love with the characters. And they did such good character development with these characters. Yeah. I feel that you know, it's not like, you know, they develop the two characters and then but you know, you don't know anything about yeah. anything else. I yeah, mean, the, the entire family Robinson, Dawn, um, Dr. Smith even, like, I mean, the entire group, like, all those characters in that ensemble are, are, are just really well-crafted. Yeah, and they're just developed very well. Yeah. And they're just, you know their backstory. Um, and that's fortunately, they did that in season one, too. Right. As well. But um, they just built up this huge backstory on every single one of the characters. Right. And so, like... Because it would have been very easy to just make, I mean, to make the story about Will and maybe his mom. Mm-hmm. Like, like those are clearly, like, the two main characters. Right. But, like, everybody else is elevated to a level of, of equality with those two main characters, though. Because, in all honesty, the two main characters need everybody else. Right. I know. And that's the beauty of the show is so everybody else gets really well developed as well. Right. You know. Uh, that part where uh, the part where uh, the dad got injured down in the mine. Yeah. And all the reflections back. Yeah. Oh my God. And then that, and then Judy came, Judy, right? Yeah. yeah Judy, Judy, <clears throat> Judy came up and told her, told everybody about her father and stuff like that. Yeah. And then she was like, this, this is my other dad. Yeah. I was like, Oh, that's yeah. a tearjerker yeah. right there. Like, it's right, coming. Right there. I was already like, oh, man. Oh, here oh, it is. shit. Yeah, and she went on about him. You know, yeah. he's tears in his eyes and everything like that. But that's that's good That's good writing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But, you know, it made sense in that moment where he's reflecting on his life. And his, yeah. he's reflecting on his daughter and how much he loves her. Right. Do you know what I mean? I, I his also ado- like adoptive daughter. Yeah, but I also like that everything seemed to take place in that park. <clears throat> At the end, when she was pissed at him, that park was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was interesting. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, yeah, that, they, 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 I guess they, 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 uh, they, they paved over the, the, the park and put up a, a mini mall or something. Like, it was like, it, it was like that park was a part of their, the, those two people's lives. And at the end of it, when she's mad at him for going away to war, like, the park got paved over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was like, like, wow, that's good storytelling. Like it was, it was just a subtle little thing that he said, but I caught it. I was like, fuck, there you go. Well, I also like on a on another level too. Like he put all of him into her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like as an adoptive kid. Yeah. Not necessarily because they're adopted, but or not because if it wasn't his own child. I mean, the mother could have easily scooped that up and said, yeah, da 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 But no, it was him. He's the one that focused on her. Yeah. You know, to make make her, make her strong, to be yeah. 
um, almost that Marine mentality. He didn't do that with his other children. No. He did it with her, though. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of love there, too, coming from him. It wasn't yeah. like the colonel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He just taught her life skills. Yeah. You know? I thought that was cool. I didn't, like it really showed their relationship. Yeah. And also it was a different relationship than he had with his other family members. Yeah. Which became apparent. But yeah. Just it's really well done. Yeah. I mean, it's just very well written. And I did enjoy this season much better than I enjoyed the first one. Which is hard because the first one's really good. Yeah, it's good, but this one far yeah. exceeded my expectations. It was like I didn't know what we were getting into. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it started getting deeper and deeper and deeper. I was like, whoa. I was like, this is really cool. All the resolute. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get it, you know? And very, very good. I, spoiler. But, like, when you get to the, the 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 season finale and Judy gives that speech. Yeah. I was. I roll, I, I got misty-eyed. I yeah. may have rolled a tear. Yeah. I mean, I was just like, fuck. Okay. You know? Because <laughs> he <laughs> asked. It's like. Should I give a speech? And he's that's like yeah, you'll you'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, and she gives that speech, and then I mean, and then the reveal at the end. I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. Yeah. What is this coming back? Yeah. And I also liked how the the robot was learning. I, yeah. I, I liked that whole development. I liked how they actually pointed it out in the show. Like he's walking. Usually he follows, and now he's. He's leading. He's leading. Yeah. And so he's learning. He's right. he's maturing and growing. And I and I like that aspect. I love the robot. I mean, yeah. people have a lot had people have had problems with the robot. And I was like, the robot's great. Yeah. Like, like, like this version of robot, I, I love. And it, like I love the fact that I mean, like that that doctor, he was like he was set to just treat him like he did Scarecrow. And he could see. Like, no, this is different. I was sad too. Oh, that was rough. That was rough. But like so many other like like you like it, he 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 was trying to balance that whole doing what's best for everybody mm. without sacrificing the the connection between Will and the robot. Right. You know. And it was it was a fine line that he just couldn't walk, but at the end he realized the error of his way. Yeah, you he know? did. It was, it was good. Yeah. Oh, and Scarecrow came. Oh, like, yeah. Became aware like that. I was yeah. like, oh shit. Yeah, for real. Is it going out like this? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and he just fucking started obliterating him. Yeah, I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. Here's Scarecrow back. Yeah. Just tried to kill. Well, not just, but yeah. Previously tried to kill Will Robinson. Yeah, you know what I mean. And now he's saving him. I. I oh. But he even has that moment because I think like it touched Scarecrow because like even after Scarecrow tried to kill him and he's back in the box. Yeah. And Will walks up to the box, and he's like, "You know, I'm really sorry." Yeah. You know, I hope we can be friends. Like, Will is still compassionate, despite the fact of what just happened. Will is still being compassionate towards Scarecrow. And that's when Scarecrow points out the the, the battle damage in the handprint. Yeah. 
and we'll uh, and we'll find that's how Will finds the robot. And it's like so well done. Like I mean, like just that 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 moment where like the scarecrow's like, no, you're different, aren't you? Yeah, you're not them, right? You know. Yeah, it's good stuff. <clears throat> oh, it was so good. Yeah, I just had a I had a conversation. It was funny at work. Um, I was outside and talking. It was after work, but I was talking to my buddy Chuck, and uh, he's like, "So, what do you think of Star Wars?" You know, and we had got into the Star Wars conversation, and um, and I, I told him my feelings on Star Wars, and he says, "Yeah, my." Uh, his wife was a uh, huge, huge Trekkie. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, especially the old series. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, these are younger people, too. Yeah. But his, her, I guess her parents watched, Yeah. you know, Kirk and, you know, the mm-hmm. old stuff. Right. It, not only does she like it, but she knows it. Yeah. I, apparently. I've never met his wife, but I mean, apparently she knows, um, she knows Trek. Yeah. Klingon. I mean, like, she knows the lineages yeah. and connections and right. stories and, you know. And, uh, so something they were talking, we're talking to stars, like, what did you like? He didn't like it as much. He thought it could have been better. I was like, I get, I understand your point. Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about Star Wars, and I told him the points that I didn't like about it. But as a whole, the really true judge of what it was was my 11-year-old going, you know, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that was me. Yeah. You know, and I was like, and that's the true test. Yeah. It's not what these, it's, it's not what these fanboys or any of the older adults think. It's what the eight nine and ten year olds think right because that's what we were when we saw star wars and jedi and stuff yeah. like that <clears throat> well that's what i did today like to, the second viewing was you know ten year old sean yeah watching this yeah and it was pure joy like the first time i watched i watched it as 47 year old sean and i still enjoy it but 10 year old sean when you just let it go and you just say fuck it it it's so just much get on the coaster fun. dude yeah and that's what I did. Like, I, I ignored all the plot holes. I ignored all the things that drove me nuts the first time. I just was in for the ride, and boy, was it fun. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I went in, in the first. That's how I went in the first time. Yeah. But anyway, there's a point to what I'm saying. I, I understand. Um, so going back to, um, so we talked about that, and I, then he told me his wife's a Star Trek fan, and I was a Star Wars guy. I was like, oh, really? You're a Star Trek fan? And he said, yeah. I was like, well, has she watched Discovery? Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, no, we haven't watched it. We have ABC, you know, CBS All, sorry, CBS All Access. I was like, you need to watch it. And if she's a Trek fan, she definitely needs to watch it. Yeah. I was like, this is a, you know, this appeals to the spectrum. Yeah. Trek fans like it. Yeah. Fanboys like it. And normal people just like it. Yeah. They just kind of like Star Trek. And I was like, they inv- I told him, I was like, they invested a lot of money. And it's you feel like you're watching a movie on every single episode that you're watching. I was like, you need to watch Star yeah. Trek. Um, and I told him, I was like, and I tell you the truth, I think the second season's better than the first season. I mean, I do. Yeah. Um, but I told him to watch it. and uh, But then I told him to watch Lost in Space. Yeah. I was like, 
he was like, I, I used to watch the old series. I was like, I know, I, I did too, but uh, this is some good science fiction, my friend. You know, and, yeah. and we start talking about science fiction and stuff, you know. Yeah. But um, so back to the Lost in Space thing, I just, if anybody hasn't seen it, they need to go see this or they need to see this series. Yeah. Because it's really good. I agree. It is. It's so well done. Man. It's extremely well written. I, I mean, and this was a, I don't want to say it was a fast paced season, but it, it holds your attention the whole way through. There's no slowdown. No. None. No. I'm just like, wow, this is good. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, I just, I'm just fucking mad it's over. Yeah. I mean, of course I binged it, but. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is, like, everybody's raving about The Witcher. And I've, I finished The Witcher, and The Witcher was very good. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm. But, man, season two of Lost in Space was the the best thing I watched on TV over the holidays. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Man, was it good. It was. I, I just I can't rave enough about it. I know. It. It's just people need to people need to watch it. Yeah. I think the movie left and for science fiction's out there, I, I, fans out there. I, I think the movie left such a bad taste in people's mouths oh, that they so were like bad. But I, I think that they were like, uh I don't know. Will I mean, with a beard, come on. I mean you know what I mean? Like I don't want to see tw- this. It was twenty years ago. I know, but That's it's still problem, but, but it's still, still fresh. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Because that was my concern. Yeah. Because I paid good money to go see that fucking movie. Yeah. Like, opening weekend. I was one of the ten people who saw it. Yeah, that was the sneaky trailer that got you yeah. to go. And I was just like, I can't wait to see what the... Oh, my God, this is awful. You know. It, oh. But, you know, with this... I mean, I was hooked as soon as the robot said Danger Will Robinson. Yeah. I mean, truly. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I like that they kept those things, you know. Yeah. I like that they kept those little things like that, like yeah. danger, and when he talks to him, and but that's pretty much all they kept. Yeah. That you, ha- you have not had Doctor Smith other once yet. We're doomed, or oh the pain. Yeah. You haven't. No. Although he was good in that as Doctor Smith in that in movie. Gary Oldman. Oh, I mean, Gary fucking Oldman. I expect nothing less. <laughs> you know. He was the saving grace of that movie. He was. Uh, well, there was no saving grace, but he was the best thing. In yeah, he was movie. the best thing about that fucking movie. Um, but uh, people need to watch his show. It's just it's just good science fiction. Yeah. I mean, and especially this season, it just kept going. It was There was a lot of momentum. Yeah. There was always something. Yeah. You know? Uh anyway yeah yeah i agree with you like, i i absolutely agree with you like it's it's really well done and i highly recommend it myself i ellie was watching uh empire of uh what do you call it empire, empire of dreams. dreams yeah yeah it's a good one it's a good documentary yeah yeah i'm gonna sell it up during that documentary. oh yeah it's just this these feels for star wars lately it's just like i think it's just the aftermath of the whole thing ending and I'm just kind of like, huh. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just more emotional toward it than normal. Well, I also, I, I, I mean, you're right because I mean, it is, it's 42 years of our lives. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that, that all honesty, like, and I, I get it. Like, people are like, oh, they're going to talk about Star Wars again. But. Hey, why this not? Is, but it, th- th- this is, in all honesty, for me, and I'm, I'm sure it's the same for you. This is the genesis point of my nerddom. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't remember. I mean, I mean, I was five years old when my dad took me to go see Star Wars. Yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna pretend like I remember much about it. But the things, I, the two things I remember are the music fascinating me, and. The moment, like, because like, I mean, it starts off with that, 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 that the, the trumpets, you know. Yeah. You're just like, wow, okay. You know, and the scroll goes up, and I can't read a fucking thing, so I've got no clue what's going on. But the thing that hooks you is you got, you know, the fucking cruiser going over your head, and then the, the fucking Star Destroyer, and it's going, and it's going, and it's going. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, and by the time it clears you, and you're just like, man. Yeah. This is amazing. And I remember going home and trying to explain fucking Star Wars to my mother as a five-year-old. No clue what the fuck I'm talking about. Mm. You know, but I was hooked at that moment. Right. You know, and it's been a part of my life for 42 years in some fashion or another. Oh, yeah. You know, I read, like... In the dark days, I was reading the legacy books. I was reading the Dark Horse comic books. I was playing role-playing games, you know, of, of Star Wars. I was doing, you know, all of this stuff to, to for me to keep it alive. Right. You know, and then, like, here here comes the, uh, you know, the, the special editions. And motherfucker, if I wasn't standing in line for each and every one of those the, the weekend they came out. Yeah. You know, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'd seen these movies already. I'd paid money to see them as a child. But here I am as an adult doing it again. Who the fuck? Who gives a fuck? It's Star Wars. I mean, you know, so this is like... Everything else that this podcast is about stems from the day that my dad took me to go see that fucking movie in 1978. Yeah. As a five-year-old t- taking me to the Keysport because there was a little theater in the Keysport... That's where I went to go see it. You know, I was probably down there with with some bum doing meth. <laughs> you know, who knows what else? But that's where my dad told me to go see the fucking movie. And you know, the next thing I know, of Christmas is fucking Star Wars figures and a Death Star. Yeah. You know. Yep. No, I liked it. I mean, like I, they took me when I was four. Um, I think it was my brother that took me. Probably my brother and my mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember anything. Yeah. Um, but eventually, I you know watched it again. <clears throat> um, it, it had to have resonated, <laughs> even yeah. at four. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that Christmas, I got Star Wars figures. Yeah. You know? I mean, I did. I I, I had. I I got the original case. Yeah, yeah, the original case that had to start the the, the Tie Fighter and the and the X Wing on it. And yeah, yeah. Had the two trays in it for all the figures. Yeah, yeah. I got that case. Um, I can remember that. Um, 
I cannot remember. I know I got more, but I can't exactly remember what I got on that first Star Wars movie Christmas. Yeah. But on the Empire Christmas, I got a shit ton of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but Empire's the one that I really remember. Yeah. For me. I yeah. mean, as a kid. Sort of like Star Trek and... You know, I remember Khan more than I remembered Star Trek. Yeah. The motion picture. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I remember going to see the motion picture with Pap Coon. I don't remember that. Yeah. Pap Coon took me to go see Star Trek, the motion picture. Yeah. And, like, I sat there. Like, his comment was, he sat still the entire movie to my dad. Yeah. Well, it was because I had no fucking clue what was going on because it was so convoluted. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I was like, holy fuck, this is boring. What the fuck is going on? Let's boring. blow something up. Yeah. You know? It was boring. Yeah. I mean, after 20 minutes of Kirk jacking off to the Enterprise, yeah. I was ready for something to happen. Yeah. It's been like that my whole life with Star Trek. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you're right. I remember Empire because that's the movie that changed my life. Yeah. That's the movie that taught me the good guys don't always win. We went that we went to that together. Yeah. As a family. Yeah. That was a family event. My father was pulling me out of the theater, dragging me out as I was screaming, It can't end this way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was at best you have to call Empire a tie. You know, and I was yeah. just like, What the fuck? Han's frozen in carbonite. Luke lost his hand. Darth Vader's his father. What the fuck yeah. is going there on here? There was a here? lot of stuff coming at you as a young child. And, and it blew my fucking mind and made me the jaded fuck that I am today. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went into Return of the Jedi thinking, they ain't got no fucking chance. <laughs> He's got another fucking star, Death Star. They got no fucking chance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I agree. I um, yeah. Empire, I think. When Empire came out, there's a couple moments I can think of back, you know, in the day, of movies that made me feel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, you watch movies, but you didn't really. Does that make sense? Like you didn't really feel like you don't get you didn't get that lump in your throat. Yeah. And there was only a couple movies back then that that gave me the lump. You know that. Yeah. You know, like oh, uh, where the red fern grows. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that. Yeah. That's just a horrible piece. Of <laughs> yeah. Cinema. We're not going to delve on that round. Never. <clears throat> Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Was just like it was. There were so many emotions, and I think it's a you know I think it was our age too. I, you know, like it was just yeah. there were so many emotions being thrown at you. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. It's a very adult movie. Yeah, it's not like as as kid friendly as the original Star Wars is. Empire is not. It's well, a it's a dark film. It goes to dark places, and you know, at the end of it, it, it it's you're questioning everything. Yeah, you are, and. It's a very up and down movie too. Yeah, you know, I mean, you start off with I think they smell bad from the outside. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you go from that. Yeah, and then it's just up and down. Like, yeah. you, you don't know if Luke's going to survive. Of course, 
I mean, at that age, you don't know. Yeah. You know, he, he cut the arm off a of wampa. Yeah. But now, and who's this Yoda guy? And, yeah. And then you see Yoda, you know. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of reveals and a lot of emotions in Empire. You know? Yeah. Like, well, I can remember talking with you. What was the whole fucking... He fucking lightsabered his mask and... There's fucking Luke Skywalker. Yeah. You know, like, we had no fucking idea what was going on. No. None. None. None at all. At that point in the yeah. movie. And in that flash of Yoda, he's just kind of like with his cane, and you're just like, what the fuck is that all about? Oh, that's the sneakiest moment. Oh, I love that part. Yeah. Not as an adult. Yeah. As an adult where it's like, you know, not only did he fail in the cave, but he's going to know the truth. Yeah, yeah. You know, fuck. And Yoda's just like, fuck. <laughs> you know, we're... Even in the Dagobah hut. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not afraid. You will be. Yeah. And like, Veda went, I mean, uh, Yoda went like really dark. Yeah. Yeah. Like almost dark side. Yeah. Like you can hear the Emperor saying something like that. Yeah. You will be. Yeah. I'm like, damn. damn. And his ears went down. Yeah. Yeah, dude. He was for real. Hell yeah. I was like, man. Shit. Yeah. This Jedi training is no joke. Yeah, for real. While he's eating the sausage. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> and fucking little Smokies in the fucking crock pot. Or the, his little fucking iron skillet there. Yeah. But, um... And I know, I mean, I'm referring to Empire just because I pretty much just watched it. But, um... Empire's just such a well-done film. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. It's just so good. I, I just it might want it might be one of the best films ever made. No, I'm I'm serious. I, I'm I, I'm not I will back you up on that. I'm not even kidding. Right. Like I, there was just so many I mean you look at a good I mean take for instance Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump's an amazing movie. Yeah. Um I've I've seen it like twice. Yeah. Maybe three times, parts. I can't watch it. Right. Like more, I don't think I can watch it more than every five years. Right. Do you know what I mean? It was a good movie, but it was up and down, up and down, up and down. Your feelings yeah. were like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, she died. You know what I mean? Like the whole movie, you were like that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a really well done film. I, I, I do. Yeah. It's really good. Empire is very similar in that up and down. To yeah. me, yeah. It's like I don't know. There's there's a lot of one-liners that are good in there by Solo too. Yeah, it's a really good Solo film. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, I don't know. I just I fucking love that movie. Everything about Empire, and it must be it must be our age. It has to be. Empire was so good, even from the Hoth standpoint. Yeah, and like the most brilliant thing Lucas did was it was just like. You know, the Imperial droids, and they, they found them, and da-da-da-da. And, you know, I mean, as a kid, I can remember, I was like, oh, they found them. Yeah. You know, how are they going to come get them? You know what I mean? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you hear. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like. Yeah. And they're fucking coming. Yeah. And, and, you know, and you see the fucking ice and snow breaking off. Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah. You know, and it's fucking ad and I was like, man, that's fucking wicked. Who comes up with that shit? Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, look, looking at it as an adult, I was like, man, that's Tolkienish. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, you just, they, he has just created like the, a snow walker. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> so badass. But it was like that whole, it was almost like, and they use that again in Jurassic Park. But, I yeah. can say that. But I mean, like, it was almost like a, it was almost like a Jaws thing. I know that it sounds awkward, but it was like, right. when you heard the music in, in Jaws, like, da-da, mm-hmm. and then you, and you saw the fin slowly come up out of the water, it was almost like that anticipation. Like, right. And you know these fucking things are coming. Yeah. You know? It was just, it was just, God, it was good. Empire was such a good movie. I, I I absolutely agree. I mean, but the thing with Empire is, like, the thing with Star Wars is, Star Wars leads me to Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. You know, Blade Runner is the first movie. Like, I, I I watched that on videotape, and it was the first movie that, at the end of it, while I understood or I thought I understood what happened, I immediately went back and watched it right away again. Did you? Yeah. Like that same day, I rewatched that movie. It was, I mean, it was one of the first movies you could kind of do that with or whatever. But it was like a movie, like I was so enthralled by what I had seen All right. that I had to see it again right away. Yeah. You know, and the only reason I watched Blade Runner was because it had Harrison Ford in it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that was it. That's the only reason I watched that movie. Yeah, yeah. My dad's like, one has Han Solo in it. That was the hook. Yeah. And, I mean, I mean, there are so many other things that, like, you know, this all leads to. This umbrella opens up, and you can talk about all the other pop culture and deep dive into critters and whatever the fuck else, like, you watched because you became a science fiction fan. Right. But it all stems from Star Wars. Right. Like, that's that's the roots. Right. You know. Agree. I mean, my first, ex- well... I guess that was, you know, I, you know, Star Wars was my, well, I, I wouldn't say my first, probably my second. I mean, Star Trek was my first introduction to science yeah. fiction. And then Star Wars just blew it out of the water. Right. I mean, my, I can remember going, I mean, some other films that were, I don't know how to, I, I wouldn't necessarily call them science fiction, but like, I mean, we used to sneak up into my buddy Doug's dad's room because <laughs> yeah. he had a Betamax in their yeah. fucking bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I can remember as well, sneaking to watch Escape from New York. Yeah. I mean, that was my first introduction to, like, something new. Something, right. like, other than, you know, the rescuers and Disney films. And, and that was one of the weird things. Like, well, like, my parents, like, protected me from R-rated films a lot. Mm. Like, when Escape from New York, when we got that, my dad's like, yeah, sit down and watch us. We're going to watch this together. And that was, I mean, that's a hard R for a good reason. Yeah, it's a hard R. Yeah. Especially for that time period, but like my dad's like, yeah, you can sit down and watch this. I don't care if it's R or not. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I can remember watching the thing as a young kid. Yeah, the thing. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, I I would never subject. Yeah, like not subject, but I don't know. I mean, like Elliot watching the thing at seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, like, especially I, the dog cage part. 
Well, he, here's here, here's a here's a wacky way to show you how that works. Okay, so when we were kids, we saw Star Wars. Star Wars begets Battle Beyond the Stars. Oh yeah. Okay. That was one of our favorites. That was. That was one of my. As a kid, I was like, "This is amazing! How? This is fantastic!" So, like, age twelve or thirteen, my dad's like, "You really like that movie, Battle Beyond the Stars, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I love that movie. It's amazing." He's like, "Well, here's what this is based off of," and he makes me watch Magnificent. the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. I'm like, "Holy shit, that was amazing!" Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't like cowboy movies, but that was a fantastic movie. At the age of fifteen, my dad's like, "You like the Magnificent Seven, and you like Battle Beyond the Stars. You want to see what those are both based off of?" I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Seven Samurai. He introduces me to the Seven Samurai. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's how, like, you know, the learning tree works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I get it. You know, I mean, it because, it's like, because I watched Star Wars, I was willing to give Metropolis a try. A silent German film from 1947. Hell yeah. You know, and it's an amazing movie. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. Yep. You know, and it, and it, that movie, Metropolis, inspired everything else that came after it, including Star Wars. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like, the, but that's what those roots are based in, though. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the funny thing is, like, and everybody else is different. Everybody's different. But I think most people who love science fiction, especially at our age, uh-huh. those roots are George Lucas. Oh, yeah. For sure. Certain. My, you know, it's funny as a, as a kid, you know, my exposures were, <laughs> um, Dawn Blues animated Hobbit. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. The fucking last unicorn for some reason. Yeah. 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 Weird. Yeah. A, oh, a unicorn movie. Yeah, there's a Give whole me a break. all sorts of weird shit. That, but but you gave it a chance. He's like, "Fuck, I love Star Wars. I bet this is cool." Yeah, Watership Down. Yeah, dark as fuck. That's Ooh. a dark movie. Whew. And a, a, a really good story. Yeah, you know. But the I bla- mean, like the black hole, Tron. Oh. oh yeah. You know, I mean, you 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 look at like everything that this that that, that this franchise has spawned in one way or another. It's influenced. Goes beyond just science, yeah. I mean, you know, and like all these other, including, you know, Star Trek in a way, like you know, because Star Trek: The Motion Picture came out because of the success of Star Wars. Ridley Scott completely redesigning everything for Alien. The original sets were all supposed to be white and shiny, futuristic looking. After he saw Star Wars, he's like, "Fuck this! It needs to look like that." Yeah, this new universe needs to look used. Yeah. I mean, so like the influence is, is infinite. Yeah. It, well, it's still happening. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's still going on yeah. now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just amazing. It's funny how your dad and <clears throat> your dad's influences you. Like my mom influenced me, of course, on the start. Start. I mean, you know, mom's a huge science fiction. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, the paperback. I mean, like yeah. it's ridiculous the science fiction that this woman read uh much like pap yeah you know pap got more into the romance not romance pap got more into westerns yeah and sci-fi mom got into sci-fi and horror yeah and so yeah that's where the yeah that's where my branch went it didn't go to westerns right 
they went to horror. Right. Um, you know, and I can remember watching Halloween for the first time as a young kid. Yeah. As a young kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, uh, I mean, that's what sparked my interest in horror. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she took me to Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine how old I was then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, and of course, all the you know Halloweens, but um, I don't know. I, you know, as a parent, I, I don't. I never did that with them. I did do it with the girls, my twins. Right. But it, the first horror movies they watched were on TV. Right. Like TBS or right. You know that kind of shit. But it wasn't like I took them to the horror movie in the right. in the theater. Right. You know? Mom used to take me to the theater. Yeah. Because there wasn't anywhere else she was going to go. Right. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, what? We saw Blue Thunder together, right? Yeah. Or was that me and you that saw Blue Thunder together? Yeah, I think, I think it was, yeah. That was our both our first, one of our first R movies in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, fucking Blue Thunder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> the fuck are we doing going to see that yeah but what the fuck you know i mean mom took us to so many movies but like it also be it also like in a, in a, so in you a, have to give a hand to mom yeah i do i do i mean but like it's also one of those weird things where like i remember like going to see dune Mm-mm. i mean and that was with my dad that was with pap that was with you that was with your mom that was with aunt jo- aunt, aunt bonnie that was with Uncle John, and like again, like having not read the books at that time as like a, a thirteen year old, right? Like trying to comprehend what the fuck I was watching, right? <laughs> was just beyond my I, my comprehension. Like me, you, and Uncle John walked out of that theater like, what the fuck did we just see? Because none of us had read the books, right? Right. Yeah, but everybody else was like, oh, the way they interpreted his dreams and the the I mean, I, they were like fascinated by this movie, and I'm like. What in the hell did I just watch? <laughs> it wasn't until years later when I finally sat down and read the books where I was like, oh, shit, Lynch did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, like, it, it's... it's. You know, that's that's the greatest thing about back then <clears throat> that was so magical uh, for me was that whole family affair going to the movies. Yeah. Like, it was a... If there was a movie that was coming out that was actually like Dune, Empire, yeah. Jedi, you know what I mean? The whole family went. Yeah. And it wasn't like questionable. Yeah. The whole family went. Yeah. You know? I miss those days. I do. I do too, in a way. Like, I remember there were a few Thanksgivings we all, like the cousins. Yeah, yeah. We all went to go see a movie on Thanksgiving together. Yeah. And I one year it was it was Star Trek Generations. <laughs> And I, I remember us going to see that and, like, walking out of the theater, like, so pissed off. <laughs> Me and you were like, what the fuck was this? I can't even. <laughs> Fucking Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I can't even. I know. But we went. Like, it, it was, like, the movie yeah. we all decided to go see together. Because it was, and, I mean, I remember the one year we went to go see, um, I think it was episode two. Was it? Yeah, we all went to go see. I, I remember that was the first time I met Becky's future husband. Okay, Tracy. Like, because it was like he was like, 
what are you all doing? He's like, we all go see Star Wars together. This yeah. is a family thing. You know, like we all went to go see Episode 2 together. It was like all the cousins. Yeah. Episode 2. Yeah. Yeah, we used to do I, that. I remember sitting next to you and like when like Yoda started flipping around, you're like, oh shit! Like you said it like loud. I loved it. I know you're <laughs> I did. I think I'm the only one in the world that loved it. Nobody else liked fucking Yoda doing that shit. And I was like, That's badass. I, I, I did. I, I I just found that fascinating. That they added that in. I, yeah. I fucking loved it. I, I was like, oh shit, that's bad. I, I, I fucking loved it. I, I, I don't mind it. Like, But like, you were just like, like you were sitting next to me. And I remember you like, oh shit, like elbowing me and everything. Like yeah. You were like, oh fuck. I'm like, damn son. Settle down. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Did I tell you I went again? Well, did I tell you? Last podcast, I, I told you I went with Doug. Yeah. Yeah. And I was doing the same thing. I was elbowing yeah. him too. It reminds me of that. <laughs> but I mean, that's what we did. We saw movies together as a family, yeah. especially at Showcases. That was always oh, the yeah. infamous. That was uh, that was that was the theater of choice. Yeah, I think number one is because it could hold all of us. Yeah, those showcase cinemas, especially the big ones. Yeah, like their the their premiere. Yeah, you know, I mean, they can hold a lot of people. Yeah, remember how big those fucking theaters were? Oh yeah. It was at least three or four times the size of Century Square. It was yeah. huge. Huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge. Yeah. Only, um, only had eight theaters, but the building was fucking massive. Oh, that middle theater. Yeah. The primetime theater was just absolutely fucking immense. I love that movie. That's my favorite movie theater to this day, probably oh, yeah. because we all went there all the time. Yeah. But, um, man, I, I just love going to that theater. Yeah. I hear you. I like going to Eastland too for some reason. That's because it was gothic. Maybe. Like it was like because it only had the two theaters, one upstairs, one downstairs. Yeah. You know, and it had like the big staircase. And, you know, I, it, it, it was that was a unique theater all into itself because of its age. Yeah. You know the way it was designed and everything. Else. Remember, it had the actual curtains. Yeah. Yeah, like the curtains would pull aside. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You remember that shit? Oh, I do, yeah. And it was like... Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was like an 85 degree angle or something. Yeah, stadium seating before it's time. Yeah. Um, It had uh, cigarette ashtrays. Oh, yeah. 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 Like an airplane ashtrays? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, That was fucking cool. Little car ashtrays there. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I fucking love that theater. Yeah. But I also love Showcase East. Yeah. There was nothing like going into the front of Showcase East, and the first thing you fucking see is the fucking lemon blemishing. Yeah. And then off to the left and right. I <laughs> know. And off to the left and right were the, the fucking uh, arcade games. Yeah. It was fucking... I love that theater. That was. That was a great theater. Uh-huh. I was the first theater that I was introduced to nachos to. That mm. was the first theater that yeah. had nachos for me, and it yeah. was what I remember. They always served nachos. Another good one was Monroeville Mall, the other theater. Yeah, on the mall grounds. Yeah, yeah where, where the Best Buy is. Now. We saw a lot of. That's where we saw Last Dragon. Yeah. Hmm. 
Listen to us reminiscing. Indeed. About our past. So, but you're right. I mean, like, th- movies have been a part of our lives forever. Yeah. I mean, you remember the days of us going to movies, seeing double features? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Seeing back-to-back movies and then going out to eat at Beefsteak Charlie's? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or wherever. We had some good times, dude. That, that we did. All right, so before we dip our toe in the old mailbag. Okay. A um, couple of deaths in the uh, the sports arena. Yeah. This week that we need to touch on, I feel. All right. Uh, first and foremost, I, I think, is uh, David Stern. Yeah. The former commissioner of the NBA. Yeah. Uh, one of the – he was a commissioner for like 30 years. Yeah. Completely changed the NBA. Yeah, he did. Went from being a tape delay. Like, their championship games were on tape delay. Yeah. To, to being one of the biggest sports in the world. Right. Now, you're, 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 you're more of the hoop head than I am, especially back in the day. Like, what what are your thoughts when you think of David Stern? Like, what, what did he... I just... He just kind of revolutionized the way... Revolutionized the way... Basketball was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to put a pinpoint on what he did, you know, but I don't know. I just used to love the NBA. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was different than when you were a kid. It was like, yeah, game. It was just, I don't know. It was just different. I, I don't know how to actually explain it. I feel like he let stars be stars. Yeah. I think that was the biggest thing. Yeah. Like, he realized that the NBA has... I mean, and he got helped out a great deal. I mean, he had yeah. he had Bird, he had Magic, he gets Michael, you know. And he, he had guys who, like, really had the personality. Yeah. And the, the business acumen to want to work with him to make the league better. Right. You know... I mean, it was one thing to just, well, I want paid, like which is what so many athletes will just tell you. like We just want paid. Well, no, there's more to it than that. And David Stern was the guy who helped the league grow and used those guys yeah. to make the league better. Right. And, and like, we were <clears> – <throat> we caught that with the Bird and Parrish and Mikhail and especially the Celtics. Yeah. The Celtics were really the – I don't know. Even as a Pittsburgher, you're rooted for the Celtics. I mean, it was it was. See, I was a I was a Lakers guy. Lakers. Guy. I, I mean, I get that. Like but, I, I, the Showtime Lakers were like my introduction, and I was just like, "This is how basketball is." Yeah. You know what I mean? And and it was such. I mean, the Showtime Lakers were so different from the Celtics, like as the Celtics were still playing. Hard nosed, which I learned to appreciate much later on. Yeah, but they, I mean, they were still like, you know, I'm going to throw an elbow in your face, you know. And Showtime was about, you know, we're going to make passes, we're going to come down the court, we're going to look good. Oh, magic passes! Oh, you know. But yet the Lakers could still go toe to toe with the Celtics and throw those bows. Like they, they, yeah. they, weren't, they weren't like you know, 
a finesse team. Like, you think of them like, yo, Showtime must be finesse. No, 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 no. Yeah. They, 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 they could bring the, bring the smoke when they needed to, too. And but then you had the Detroit Bad Boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it was, uh, that was a great team. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. The Pistons? Yeah. Oh, just a great team. Just to watch. And, and, like, it's funny. When you watch those old games, you know, you, uh, I don't know. I, I guess Stern made you feel more than, it was more than just basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for some reason. I don't know how he did it. Well, I mean. But you just felt like you were watching like a drama. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but he made the game global. He created the dream team. Yeah. And I mean, and Grant, I will tell you that there is no team that's ever been assembled that's greater than, than that Olympic basketball team. None. That 94 Olympic team with, you know, <laughs> Bird and Magic and Michael and the Admiral and, like, you know. Pippin, too. Pippin and, like, all those guys. You know, fucking Charles Barkley. Like, all those guys that were on that team. That is the greatest assemblage of talent you will ever fucking see. And, like. Oh, what's a big guy from San Antonio, too? David Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, the Admiral David Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you had, like, this. Yeah, the Admiral. Yeah. This just this amazing, it's like the greatest players who have ever played the game were on that team. Yep. And like, and they dominated in a way that you have never seen before and never will again. And the only reason you can say you never will again is because the rest of the world started playing basketball because of it. Yeah. The rest of the world has caught up to America almost in as far as talent that they could put on the court. You know, how much of the NBA now is an international game as compared to what it was 30 years ago? Yeah, that dream team was amazing. Dude. Yeah. but Simply amazing. But there was nobody, and I mean nobody, who could come even anywhere near close to that. You put, if you were to take the greatest American players and put them on a court, on a court now with most nations... Most nations will give them a game now. Yeah. Americans will probably win nine times out of ten. But most nations will give them a game now simply because they've caught up. Yeah. And it's because of David Stern. David Stern was the madman, the, the mad genius who said, this can be a global game. Right. Because you can play basketball damn near anywhere. Right. But that team was so good. Yeah. Sickening. Yeah. And that's the day that's David Stern. Yeah. You know, I mean that that to me, it more than anything else is his his print on the NBA and on basketball is he made it a global game where now you, you talk about who the best players in the game are and you have to name foreign players, which was unheard of right. back in the day. Right. And it's funny, it's just just basketball was so good back then yeah it's different now I mean and it's different because I don't watch basketball anymore well yeah I mean it's clearly different like you know I'm I'm not going to take away anything from the players who who are playing the game today no but but it, it, it is more of a like 
you know, a step back three game. Yeah. You know, they're, they're you know, it's no longer you you cannot live and die with dribble penetration. Right. You know, which is what the NBA was like. If you had a three point shooter, that was a bonus. You know, you had to get to the basket. You had to find ways to create shots. Yeah. You know, having a guy that you know who could like you had a guy who was a, a, a sniper at the three point line, and everybody else was working to get the ball inside. Yeah. And now. Now it's like you've got three guys who can shoot three pointers and two guys who are there to rebound and get it back outside. Yeah, you know that's what the NBA is now. Yeah, you know it's a one-on-one game. It's it's a matchup game that they don't play defense the way they used to. I mean it's it's a much different game. And like I I I can say there are players who could still survive back then in the eighties and nineties. There are many of them, man. Yeah, you know. Think about that year that Jordan won the Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Man, I'm so lucky to grow up watching Jordan play. Oh, absolutely. Like live games. Yeah. Like his whole career almost. Yeah. That's – it's sick. Yeah. It's just I've never <clears> – <throat> I've never, um, what's the word? Uh, maybe the NBA has never lived up. Like, there's never been that Jordan-esque player that comes onto the court and, you know, 10 seconds left on the shot clock and you're down by, you're down by one. He's not as good as Jordan, but Kobe Bryant. Oh yeah, Kobe's good. I'm I mean, not going to Co- deny Co- that. Co- Kobe's the second best player I've ever seen. Yeah, like and Co- Co- Kobe was Kobe was Jordan Light, mm. and I say that with all due respect. Like I'm not I'm not making that as a joke. Like Kobe had that same killer instinct, like that 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 I will stick a dagger in your heart at any second kind of player. Yeah. Like and I love that about him. Yeah. Like it, it was take no prisoners. All I want to do is be a champion, you know. And if you get in my way, I will gut you. Yeah, you know. And I love that about Kobe Bryant. I mean, and that was Jordan esque. Yeah, it was. Jordan was the same fucking way. He's like, I will be your best friend. We'll go golfing. We'll go gambling. We'll do whatever the fuck you want. But once we step between the you know those lines, I own you. Yeah. Yeah, and well, that's how it was. Yeah. And, and, you know, thinking back then, there was nothing like Marv Albert calling the fucking game a, a Bulls game. No. No. I mean, between that and fucking Ahmad Rashad carrying Michael Jordan's bags for him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. I think Ahmad Rashad is still carrying Mike's bags. <laughs> still. Still. Just... I, I, you know, people are, you know, I hear these younger kids at work, at work especially, and they say, you know, greatest players in the game, you know, and they're in this era, you yeah. know. I was like, man, there ain't nobody better than Jordan. No. Nobody. Nobody. Get out of here with your LeBron James. I have watched hundreds of games. Yeah. With Jordan. There's just nobody better. Nobody. No. Nobody better. I mean, you never knew what he was going to do. No. If it was a defensive game, he was going all on defense. Yeah. 
Jordan going to the three-point line, taking it to the hole. Yeah. Didn't matter. I mean, like, he was sick. The flu game. Oh, the, the flu game. The motherfucking flu game. <laughs> yeah, Look dude. at, I mean. <laughs> yeah, dude. I know. I'm right there. Like, I mean, the, maybe the greatest performance in NBA history is Michael Jordan, like, just coming off the bench, like, just drenched in sweat, looking like shit. The second the whistle blew, he became Michael Jordan. Yeah. The second the whistle blew again, he just collapsed on the floor in a, in a wet heap. You know, and that wasn't like he wasn't. It wasn't like um, what am I trying to say? Like showman, not showmanship, but it wasn't like a drama thing. Dude had the flu. Yeah, I mean he was sick as a dog. Yeah, but he he was he the the competitor in him would not let him sit down. The competitor would not let him fail. Yeah, and like they were pumping him full of Gatorade and IVs and. Lord knows what else was going through that man's body. But, like, you would see him sit on the bench. You would have thought for sure he was about to die. Yeah. But the the second the whistle blew, he became Michael Jordan. Once he got the rock, dude. Yeah. Holy hell. Mm Mm-hmm. Towel over his head. I think he puked once. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it... The man just looked like death warmed over. And the second he got on the court, it was just like, you know, I'm Michael Jordan. Yeah. Come get me. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. I mean, and he was like, he put up a gaudy number. I mean, I'm, I'm on the bet. He was the best basketball player that has ever lived. I'm telling you. <clears throat> and I know people argue Wilt. Yeah. Fucking Magic. You know. He's the best basketball player that ever lived. Michael put up 38 points, had seven rebounds, five assists, three steals, and a block, including a three-pointer with less than a minute left to give the Bulls the lead. That's the flu game, people. Yeah. The flu game. Sick. Unbelievable. Yeah. Just a great player. Yeah. I mean... And we were so lucky here in Pittsburgh to, to get WGN. Yeah. I mean, we are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We had unlimited access to Bulls games. Yeah. yeah and I'm it, so until, glad I watched basketball. Until, until the NBA figured out what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> and they blacked that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> unlimited access. Yeah. But like early Michael Jordan games. Oh. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, you throw on top of it, like, you know, fucking dunk contest against Dominique. Sure. You know, just stupid shit. Like, mm-hmm. like stupid shit like that, that, like, you're like, good Lord. I can remember watching the TV and going, seriously. Yeah. Went, watching Jordan and physically standing up and going, ooh, shit. Yeah. That is the best goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Especially under the under the net. Yeah. The shit that he would pull off under the net, the spins that he would create that he would create off the backboard to go in the in the hole. Yeah. It was just it was it was fucking unbelievable. I'm serious. Like it was un- or like, the dunks on somebody. No fear going into the trees. I mean, this was the era of the big man. Oh yeah. The I'm a- talking big man. Yeah. 
Like, everybody had a seven-footer. Yeah. You know, and, you know, they had one job and one job only. Make blocks. Yeah. You know, and Michael was going to the hole, and he was daring you to stop him. Yeah, and he, you couldn't do it. Yeah. No, his jumps were unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, his best-known attribute is fadeaway. Yeah. But, I mean, like, him going to the hole was, like, I mean, just making people look stupid. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, like, standing in their shoes. You know what I mean? Like, pulling a layup that's, like, fucking a revert. His going hard, coming to to a stop, pulling up, and hitting the 15-foot jumper. Mm. Like, you know. And you just stand there looking stupid. His fadeaway was unbelievable. Yeah. It always amazed me about Jordan that he can just go from the left side of the rim and pull some sick ass move underneath and pop it over on the other side on the right side of the rim and yeah. get it in. Sick. Almost like over the backboard type of shit. Yeah. It's like how do you how are you that talented? Yeah. You know? Anyway. So, anyway, David Stern will be missed. Yeah. And the, 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 other, the other person we lost this week was Sam Weish. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Sam Weish was a um, – he was the, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals in the, the late 80s, early 90s. Um, the Aiky Woods era? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was the head coach at the last Super Bowl the Bengals went to. San Francisco? Yeah, Super yeah. Bowl twenty three against mm-hmm. San Francisco. And um he also coached the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a short period of time. Mm. But um but Sam Weish was like an offensive innovator. Like he, he was a guy who was running like the K gun offense before the Buffalo Bills made it cool. Yeah. Like he was do like Sam Weish was very much an offensive innovator as far as like running like a lot of like Single back sets is, is you know changing the formation. Like Sam Weish was an offensive genius, and he's a guy who rightfully so so does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Like I'm not going to sit here and say he should be, but Sam Weish is a guy that should be recognized for his contribution to the evolution of football. Okay, I mean let's face facts. His offense made Boomer size and look good, and they did. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean that's that's just a fact. Boomer Esiason's best years were under Sam Weish, right? You know, and it's not because of talent elsewhere. Whenever he left or anything else, it's because Sam Weish ran an offense that Boomer Esiason excelled in. Yeah, you know, it's just that simple. Yeah, you know, and he, he's just he was a guy that I had the utmost respect for. I mean, I'll never forget, and I'm sure many of our friends. Um, in the Cincinnati area, 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 um, we'll never forget, you know, there was a, a snowy game and fans were throwing snowballs on the field and he grabbed the microphone and he yelled, the next person who throws a snowball on the field, you point them out and let's get them the hell out of here. We don't live in Cleveland. Nice. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's a great, like. Mm, like I, I yeah. love that. I love that. I mean, I know. Yeah, that's great stuff. Boomer. Yeah. So, anyway, he was just a guy. Like I mean, 
I, I've heard him talk about football afterwards, and he had a great life, and unfortunately he passed away. Um, but he was a guy that was just like, you know, he knew his stuff, and yeah. I, I loved hearing him talk football. Yeah. So, Sam Weish will be missed. Oh, it's, uh, let's go ahead and jump in the old mailbag. All right. Mailbag. Burp, burp. And as always, for some ungodly reason, we start with a good friend, Superfan Thad. Cool. Those are my two favorite hosts who like to dress Nancy up in a Boy Scout uniform. <laughs> Nancy fell asleep during Star Wars. What the fuck? Nah, not getting into that, no. Um, if you can't tell the difference between a delivery and DiGiorno, then you've been fooled. <laughs> no, no. No. Since the Steelers are done for the year, any predictions for the offseason? I think they need to drop Connor. Anyone from Pitt is as useless as a condom on Lexington Steel. <laughs> but Dupree is gone, and Juju will be playing Fortnite. Wow. Wow. Well, I, I do. I, I, I mean, it pains me to say it, but I, I do think they have to get rid of Connor. I love James Connor. But he has proven he is not trustworthy as far as injuries go. Agreed. You know, you just can't sign him to to an extension. He, he's just not worth the money. Nah. I mean, I love James Conner. I think he's a hell of a human being. I I think he's a talented player when he's on the field. The key is when he's on the field. Right. You know. It's becoming uh, a little much. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think D- Bud Dupree is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I, I don't see them. You don't think they'll franchise him? I'm seeing franchising to, in, in, in Debris. I, the only reason I don't is I, I just don't think. I mean, he yeah, he ha, he's had one great season. Yeah. And I don't think he's worth that money, though. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's the problem. Okay. Like, you have to say, like, do you think you're going to get. Do you think he, he's, he the problem? Because did, did he have a great season because it's a contract year and he was motivated, or did he have a great season because he it finally clicked with him? Okay. And I don't know if it clicked or not. Okay. Like, yeah, great. You had a great season, but everything beforehand just had you know the one great season out of five does not give me confidence in okay. keeping it on a long term basis. You know, and like if Artie Burns had one good year, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, the look on your face, the complete look of horror on your face tells you exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. I know. Like the only difference is Bud Dupree stayed on the field. Yeah. You know, Artie Burns is so bad that he was a liability they had to bench. You know, at, maybe you don't even give him a helmet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah. Artie Burns got buried. <laughs> Rightfully so, right? <laughs> you know, but that's my point. Like, if if Artie Burns had one good year, would you sign him to a long term deal? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, I mean, no. I mean, I know it's tough. I know it's tough because Dupree played that good, and your question year, your, yeah. your question becomes like, who do you put on the other side? You know, you're stuck with Anthony fucking Chicolo. Yeah, you know, but it's just it's, it's tough to keep a guy that you know. I just uh, I don't have faith in him. Okay, you know. Um, I think they're going to sign Juju. 
Um, but I think he's going to get a like he's not going to get big money. I don't think so either. No. And um, need a running back though. Yeah. I I think the the big although White looks good. Dude. Yeah, I mean I, I I mean I like Snell, I like White, I, I like Samuels. I if they go with just that backfield, they just rotate those three guys. I'm fine. Yeah, you know that they could be productive. I think so too. You know, man, White is explosive. Yeah, and I, he's I, got young legs. Yeah, I think the other thing is like if you're gonna have Ben next year. You better sign yourself a veteran free agent quarterback. Yeah, we we discussed this. Like I am, you know, like a, a veteran quarterback, like a Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes, you know, like somebody who who's who's been through it. Somebody who who if you have to have him play for an extended period can play for you. Because I it's it's you know duck season's over. And Mason Rudolph has shown me absolutely nothing. Right. Agreed. I mean, like. You know, and if you were to ask me, like, right now, like, do, do would net, coming in the next season, if Ben was, you know, not to be able to play, would you be happy with Mason Rudolph at quarterback? My answer is a strong no. No. Can, can, can we sign Landry Jones? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I agreed. I would even take Josh Dobbs. Yeah, agreed. You know, like it, 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 it's sad that Mason Rudolph just is not an NFL quarterback. No, nah, he's not. You know, but I would love to see him go out and sign like a, a a Ryan Fitzpatrick for a year to be the backup. Sure, because if you're a Super Bowl contender, and let's face facts, everything else on that on this team is a Super Bowl contender, except for the quarterback position if Ben's not it. Right. You know, and then if Ben's not the quarterback, everything else just falls apart. Know, yeah, yeah. The line, the line's good enough. The running backs are good enough. The wide receivers are good enough. That defense is amazing. This is this is the time. Yeah. If Ben's not the quarterback, we're fucked. Yeah. You know. Agreed. That continues. Platypus and I have decorated our favorite thing. Want to guess what it is? No. It's Pennywise. They apparently put some Valentine's Day hearts on the Pennywise that moves, and that's just frightening. Okay. Okay, time to go. I am making some mouth noob. <laughs> Next is up with a good friend, the otter. I said we continue with our good friend, Superfan Tim. Okay. Hey, Pittsburgh nerds. A lot to unpack from last episode. I had to give it another listen to formulate some follow-up questions. Okay. One thing I thought of. Do you guys think there is some there is something that amplifies a person's force sensitivity when they have lineage with force users? Like maybe in the, the way back, the Jedi saw that if they had kids with other Jedi, that they became way too powerful, which led to the dark side, and that's where the celibacy comes from. How is that for some fan fiction theory? <laughs> well, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, especially if you know, two force users conceived a child, that maybe that child would be 
Force-sensitive? Well, not just force-sensitive, it's strong. Yeah. Um, I, I can see your point. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think a lot of it had to do with they just didn't want the Jedi to be tied down. Like, in a, in a way that, like, making a decision, a life-or-death decision, might change because you have somebody at home waiting for like, I. I think that had something to do with it as well. Yeah. Like, you know, the other thing was they just didn't want the Jedi just going around, like, whoring themselves around, just spreading their seed. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I I will say this. I thought this was, like, I thought about this on the way home. Like, there's that moment, spoiler, there's that moment, you know, where Rey is hearing all the Jedi. Yeah. The one person you don't hear, I don't believe, is Mace Windu. Uh-huh. Okay. And I'm just, like, picturing, like, why can't I just have, like, Sam Jackson being like, Ray, rise, motherfucker. I thought he was in that. Maybe I got to re-listen to it. I, I, just, I think I just, I just want that. I just want a Sam Jackson, like, get your ass up, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think he was part of the... I'm not as positive. I gotta, I gotta check it. All right. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, why can't I get that? Why, why do I gotta get like a, right, Ray, rise? No, it's got like, get your ass up, motherfucker. Right. Does Palpatine look like a bitch? <laughs> right. <laughs> I love. Otter continues. Loved how the classic hero music kicked in, just as the People's Fleet showed up with Lando. Mm-hmm. Still a little confused as to the timeline of when the bounty hunter dropped off Ray and supposedly was supposed to go back and get her and take her to Palpatine. Not sure how all that happened and why couldn't the starfighters take out the command tower on the ship? They were in atmosphere and didn't have the shields up, right? Ignoring those little holes, masterpiece. Oh, yeah, he liked it, huh? Um, I don't have answers to any of those questions, my friend. As far as, like, Star Wars time goes, don't even get me started on that. I mean, this was supposed to take place within 16 hours. They visited nine different planets in 16 hours. (laughs) Like, I'm not quite sure how space travel works in Star Wars, but wow. (laughs) You know? Like, so anytime we talk about, like, I mean, you you can say, like, Luke trained with Yoda for, like, a day. Yeah. No, I was thinking about that today. You know, Empire. like, yeah, there are a lot of different, like, like when you talk about time in the Star Wars universe, like, like how long was Luke on Dagobah? How long did it take Han and Leia to get the Bespin? Yeah. You know, like, there are a lot of questions that you could, like, when it comes to any Star Wars movie, like, I'm always like, hmm, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but at the same point, you know. Fuck it. <laughs> You know, he shows up in Jedi. He's a Jedi Knight. Yeah. Mm. Especially when you see the uh, first episodes and they're like, this little kid, you know? Yeah. He's been training for like 22 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been training for like... And he's still calling the dude master. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, right. Luke, Luke trained for about 15 minutes on Dagobah. And then, you know, had to get up and leave. Pulled up some rocks. Yeah. 
And had you on his back like a... Worked up a sweat. Like a fucking monkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, worked up a sweat. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I don't know. And like, even like in, in fucking The Last Jedi, I mean, you know, the masterpiece that it is. Like, Ray's on Arc 2 for days. Yeah. But like, the First Order showed up like... Ten minutes after she left. Yeah. You know, how long was that fucking OJ freeway chase that they had? Like, how many yeah. days did that go on for? Yeah. <laughs> Day 77. Yeah. Fuck, you're still back there. You're still chasing us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like... Uh, when it comes to shit like that, when it comes to Star Wars, you just kind of ignore it. Yeah, you do. You know. Um. Hey, I didn't spoil Ray Ray being Palpatine's granddaughter two episodes ago. I hope you don't think I did. That was solely a theory I've believed in since Force Awakens. I didn't know anything going into Episode Nine. It revolves around her lightsaber strike at the end. It. It's the same stabbing motion that Palpatine used when confronted by the Jedi's in Revenge of the Sith. I noticed it because it kind of it's kind of off, but I didn't put put it together with the Emperor until I read about it somewhere back then. I'm not that smart. Well, I see. Here's the thing: when it comes to Thad, I'm assuming anything and everything he says is a spoiler. Okay. Okay. When it comes to you, my friend, I'm assuming you're just like me and you're staying keeping yourself in the dark. Thad loves having shit spoiled for himself. I wanted to, like I stopped watching fucking commercials for this movie because I didn't want to know anything else. Right. You know, so I understand. No, I certainly didn't think you were spoiling anything, my friend. Anyways, great breakdown and really enjoyed the whole movie and how it wrapped up. It seemed rushed, and I'm sure that's because of how cra- the crazy amount of stuff they had to stuff into this that movie because they wasted one-third of the trilogy by handing it over to I Do What I Want Johnson. Damn, son. That's hurtful. Yeah, it is. I, I <clears throat> Well, we've talked about it before, but I, I don't think that movie was a total waste. Square peg, round hole, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Talk to you later, Otter. All right, that's it. All right. Anything anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, I'm good, son. But remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. You can send us an email like these fine folks have. An email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And remember, we are a member, a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Danger Entertainment Network. Just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And as always, I want to thank you, dear listener, for checking us out each and every week. We can't thank you enough. And keep on keeping on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.